Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And I'm here on a two-man weave. Haven't done this in a while, but I'm here with the pinnacle of political perfection, the superior, Super Bowl Gavi. What's cracking? What's cracking? Good to be back. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been, we haven't done, yo, every time we do one of these, I'm happy as hell because we don't get to do these often. Yeah, I know, man. Life. Life. Well, life. And, um, B-Rebel Media. Yeah. It's a lot. And a baby. Yeah. Babies uh, surprisingly take a lot of time and effort. You can't just, like, put a bowl in front of them in the kitchen, have them raise themselves. Well, I was lied to. Parenting uh, parenting takes a lot of effort when you actually care about your kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, it's hard to comprehend. Like, I, you know what? I, I don't want to diminish anybody's trauma or, like, whatever they're going through in life, but... It's really hard to, you know, coming from um, a situation where, like my dad wasn't around. It's kind of like I can't imagine doing that, and, like looking at her face, and just going like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, that that that's always been some wild shit to me. It's weird, bro. It's weird, but it is what it is. It is what it is. How you doing, old man? I'm doing good, man. Like I've been taking my medication on a regular basis. My memory's getting better. Um, I'm straight. I'm straight off of um, she refresh off of therapy from earlier today. Um, oh, okay. You're nice and healed. Yeah, my first week back at work was successful. Uh, my anxiety is now down, so I can go back and like remember what it's like to do my job. So I'm feeling. I'm. I'm yeah. feeling really good, man. I'm feeling really, really good. Yeah. Yo, that back to work anxiety is no joke. Like, I that was like the worst part. Like, you know, back in my nine to five days, like even after like long weekends, like that 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 night right before work, you're like, God damn it. Yeah, man. Like, like that right back to work shit. And then there's the, um, what's happened? What did I miss? Did any of the rules or regulations change? What are they doing now? You know what I mean? My thing is like, yo, what if I fucked up something the day before I left? Yes. And all they did was talk shit about me. <laughs> you know, that insecurity is no joke, bro. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like most, a lot of people, some have it worse than others, obviously for different reasons. But like, a lot of people, what, what happens, we internalize our own insecurities and, and we we believe other people are seeing the same things we're seeing when in actuality, everybody else is like worried about the same shit, right? Like they're not worried about you. Like they have their own insecurities, like own insecurities, their own lives, yeah. their own, like their own thought processes of how things are going to go and shit. Like we don't even know. I'm, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of Shalimar. Shalimar the God, but he said, I'm some, about to be like, who are you talking about? You talking about Prince's boy, but no. Okay. Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Charlemagne. Charlemagne. <laughs> I'm like, what? I should, this, I should call this episode uh, Shalimar the God. Uh, I'm not a fan of Charlemagne the God, um, but he said something when I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots years ago. He discussed how 
be careful of how you treat people because you don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And that's that's held true, man. Because just because like someone bumping into me on the way to work doesn't necessarily mean that they're rude. They could just be focused, hyper focused on something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? They might have just lost their mom. They might just found out they don't know how they're gonna pay rent tomorrow. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they could be a dickhead. That's also true. But you know what I mean? What made what turned this person into a dickhead? Like you know what I mean? People don't just necessarily. They're not born. It's just like oh, I'm a dickhead now. Um, I think that's true for ninety nine point nine percent of the people in the world. I think some people just have a personality trait that makes them a dickhead. <laughs> you let but Steve, I agree with you for the most part. You let Steve Harvey tell it. The only way you have morals is if you um. If you're in church, I, don't, I can't talk to an atheist because where they get any morals from, Doug? If your morals morals specifically come from the fear of going to hell or the admiration for an invisible friend, there's something wrong with you, Doug. Yeah, those are that's not that's not that's not morals. That's that's um, what do you call it? That's um, ah, damn it, I can't think of the word. Ah, I hate when this happens. Religious brainwashing. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think so. Um, you know what? You know me. Some. I'm. I'm one of those atheists that tends to defend religious people on occasion because I like a lot of them. Um, I think that what Steve Harvey said is um pretty dumb, but I feel the same way. Like I don't see much difference with what he said. Um, versus like people that are like, I can only talk to you if you're a Democrat, or I can only talk to you if you're a Republican. I can only talk to you if you're a Patriots fan, right? I feel like that's human nature. I think that um, at the end of the day, as a species, there's certain like behaviors that we have to do as a society to keep our society like from collapsing, which is like don't kill people, generally don't be an asshole, blah 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 blah. But we tend to associate those traits with the way that we grew up, right? Or like things we believe in. When in actuality, I think that it's it's essential part of being human, right? And when people don't don't fulfill those basic um qualifications, when people like lack basic empathy, you know, they they go around just stopping on people without a care in the world. Um, we tend to not like those people because it's in it's inherently just unhealthy to us as a society as a as a a species right so yeah um you know i get i get what steve harvey was trying to say but you know he's an old black christian dude so i'm not surprised that he said that he phrased it in that way but at the same time um you know i think i think a lot of atheists think that too like a lot of atheists would be like i don't want to talk to like religious people because religion is a source of all evil or something right when i think the source of all evil is within all of us you know what's funny about that is, oh, first off, and you were like, you would said something, and I want to make sure that I get this thought out. You don't like religious people. You like people. And I don't even mean the idea of just, you find people interesting. So Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you like the differences of opinions. You like the way people think. You like to understand the recipe of what makes people. You know what I mean? Like, so it so that makes sense. But for me, like I I like 
trying to think of a way to word this properly. And I've said this on the podcast before. I like the idea of religion. I like fellowship. I like telling stories. I like the idea of what religion is supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. I don't like the negative things that used in the name of religion you know what i mean so like that's yeah. we're going to talk about that in the next episode so we don't even need to harp on you really get in on that so the we're doing it um initially the reason we're doing this two-man weave is because i had an idea I was talking to javi about i was playing the new spider-man game and this is which looks great by the way oh yeah it, it's it's fantastic it it's great yeah it's it's, it's, it's it's everything that you would have hoped for from a sequel and more. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was, I'm, I'm 60% done with the game because I have time to burn. You know what I mean? And when I'm done, I'm just going to run it right back. Cause that's how fun it is. But anyway, so this isn't spoiling anything because if you know, the, if you know the story of Spider-Man, you know that he has something called the Parker luck and the Parker luck is essentially Anything bad that can happen is going to happen. That's just how it is. Bit by a radioactive spider, tried to make some money off of it. Uncle Ben dies. He falls in love. Mephisto happens. He's no longer married. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if something bad is going to happen to Spider-Man, it's going to ha happen to Spider-Man. But on the flip side of that, you have Wolverine. I don't think anything... There's not a comic book character in the world, I think, who's had it worse than Wolverine. He's almost 200 years old. He's been controlled since before. he was, His life was predetermined before he was born because the powers that be were like, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And it's and he's had to kill people. He's been killed. He's, been, he's literally been to hell. He's fought the devil. Once upon a time, every time he died, he had to fight and defeat the angel of death to come back. Even if his, even though his yeah. healing factor would kick in, he had to fight for his. He had to fight the angel of death for his soul every time he died. Like, that was a crazy storyline. Did they retcon that already? Uh, I don't know. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then for those of you who don't know, Charles Xavier erased Wolverine's memory. Mm. The reason he was an X Man is because. Romulus sent Wolverine to kill Xavier. Xavier stopped him. So then Xavier erased Logan's mind. It was basically like, the only thing you'll remember is that you're an X-Man. Charles Xavier was born an asshole. Just so uh, <laughs> yo, Charles Xavier is probably... Charles Xavier He's, is the comic book equivalent of white privilege. I mean, he literally, like, uh, erased his twin's brain in the womb. Like, Yeah. I mean, yeah, so that's just 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 a throwback to the early conversation. Um, and I'll just say, I think I'm thinking of one other person that might have had like a worse experience in life than Wolverine, and I think that's um Al Simmons spawn. I knew you were I gonna say pretty, that, and I find it, I, that's a good one, yeah, I think it's pretty close, but uh, that's not saying a lot. Um, <laughs> when you literally become the spawn of hell. Yeah, exactly. I think they pretty much experienced the same shit. Um, as far as so, to kind of double back to Spider Man comment that you made about, you know, him having like Spider Man luck. I, I all, I honestly think that Stanley hates Spider Man. 
<laughs> like I feel like he hated Spider Man. Like, it's literally it's true. Like if if anybody who reads comic books, um, specifically Spider Man, um, somewhat seriously, you'd realize that no matter what happens in his life, it like the worst case scenario is always going to be like how it ends up. Um, <laughs> like, dude, literally lost his like lost his marriage. Yeah, and I think the lesson they're trying to convey is that you know, also with that being said, Spider Man's also like the the main Marvel hero, right? Like he's like the archetype hero. He's of, Marvel Superman. He's Marvel Superman, like in a lot of ways. Um, and I think the lesson there is that no matter what you're going through in life, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. But for somebody like me and you. We're just like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I, if that if that's what if that's what great power comes with, I don't want great power. But it's also the idea of we're black, so yeah, a little different. I was, and uh, I think that's yo, that's oh man, go ahead, go ahead. That, so that, in that brings the up current, in the current Miles Morales run, he's dealing with anxiety, and what's kind of dope about it. I believe the dude's name writing is Ziglar, Z-I-G-G-L-A-R. And what's dope about it is people don't realize like how much like his anxiety would affect his spider sense. So legitimately, like his anxiety is so high that like his spider sense is going off for everything. Like just walking down the street. Oh shit, anxiety. Like, you know what I mean? And I forget what I was reading, but and it might have been a ro- and it might even have been a robot chicken sketch. But Spider-Man, if Spider-Man was black, no, it was a, it was a joke. It was a comedian. They was like, if Spider-Man was black, his spider sense would never, would always go off because he's black in America. Yo, that's deep, and and I'm like, I didn't know you were gonna bring up Miles, but when you when you brought up the color aspect, like that's the first person that popped in my mind for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that gives them the opportunity to kind of like add complexity to that whole like um you know great power comes great pain and responsibility mm-hmm. because again like spider-man was like this geeky white kid who was a genius that had pretty much um everything yeah well other than you know his parents not being around but he had loving aunt and uncle you know you know he had like, his girlfriend he had all this stuff going girlfriend plural Girl, girlfriends right People think that Spider-Man lives this like solitary, lonely life. Spider Spider-Man be getting cheeks. Yo, Peter's hot, bro. Like, and and it's, it's definitely implied in the comic books. Uh, but then you have somebody like Miles, who is is really living the the typical life of a young, you know, Afro Latino in the inner city, other than his dad being a cop. Um, which I think adds another layer of complexity to that. Uh, yeah. And I think that the last Spider-Man, the, the last um, Miles Morales movie, I think was excellent in the fact that it it, it kind of took that, 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 that trope about Spider-Man having to suffer, right? And turned it on his head. Miles was like, nah, bro, life is hard enough as it is. You know, I got to deal with all this other stuff. Why do I have to lose my dad? Why do I have to lose somebody close to me? Like, 
yeah, I don't have to, that doesn't have to be my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. I think that, yeah, and I think that's excellent. And also, I think that you know Peter Parker kind of plays into the whole like white guilt thing. You know what I mean as well, like. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, I don't want to get too deep into that, but so we were so as we were talking, I thought it would be cool to kind of think about how we would react to being heroes, like you know, what kind of life would we live, yeah, and like that. So, I was at, I actually asked a couple of people, um, asked my buddy Ken, and so I asked him, Would you be like Spider Man and sacrifice it all? Like Batman and dwell in darkness, let life come to you like Wolverine. Be proactive and help everyone like Superman or the Tony Stark, and play up the celebrity of being a hero. So he goes, I would, I would be the most reluctant hero on the planet. Kind of, kind of a Spider-Man slash static type, I suppose. Like I would save people and try to be a good person because it's the right thing to do, not because I wanted to be a hero. And if I'm in a world of other heroes, I'm a thousand percent letting them do the hero thing unless I have to. Mm. So shout out for shout out to Ken for that. Cause I I agree with what he's I agree with that a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of it's almost like the Luke Cage approach, you know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. got his he's got his area. And he's like, I'm gonna protect this area. This is what this is kind of what I do. Or like I think it's dependent isn't it dependent as well like how much power you actually have? Like, what kind of what, what kind of superhero would you be, old man? I'd probably end up being like Spider Man. Yeah, because I just know how I am at my current job, and all I want to do is help everybody. So, what's your power set? Like, what what's your ability? Well, if we're talking fantasy powers, like if I had to pick a power that I want, I'm going multiple mm-hmm. man. Multiple Man has okay. always been like the powers that I thought would be the dopest. Just being able to do so much and then reabsorb that information. Like mm-hmm. Multiple Man sent people to like, he, he understands Spanish, German, Russian. Uh, he sent a duplicate to go train to be a Shaolin monk. Like he's, um he had a duplicate. Um, I forget the word used. Sit in on a, on um he audited a bunch of like medical classes so like he knows yeah. a ba- basic knowledge of how the human body works i always thought that was super dope yeah your clones would hate you <laughs> and i think that's the case of multiple man too right like like that that one clone that has to like learn how to be like a garbage man he'd be like god damn it so how can i be the clone that why can i be the porn star clone so here's a here's a funny thing for you there was two instances where his powers kind of backfired. One of his duplicates, as you said, was pissed because he had to send him to Russia. And when they showed mm. a picture of him, he's like in like a the giant, like the big Russian like fur hat. And he's just like looking angry. It's got like all the icicles coming from off his face. And he was like, and that duplicate was wondering how come he didn't get to be the one to go to Hawaii and learn. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, those cl- those clones are sentient, bro. And the, the other one he sent a detect. He sent one of his duplicates out to become the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. And he, and in the conversation, he goes, "You said he goes, I, I I did what you asked me to do. I, I became the world's greatest detective." And Magic's Prime goes, "Isn't that isn't that Batman?" And the detective Magic goes, "No, I don't have uh, little boys running around in short shorts." Yeah, 
<laughs> so the reason this backfired was his duplicate ended up becoming an alcoholic. Yeah. Actually, no, he didn't become an alcoholic. He got drunk specifically because he knew that if he so Magix found out, so the detective Magix found out like the meaning of like everything, like the meaning of life, what was coming to him. He saw clues. And Magic was going to reabsorb him because all the duplicates that he had, it felt like there were pieces of him missing. So this one in particular, he was going to reabsorb him to get all the detective skills. And this duplicate got drunk because he knows that if Magic reabsorbed him, he'd reabsorb the um his intoxic in his um his intoxication. So. It's 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 super. That would be my power set, and, but it also kind of makes sense to be who I am because I literally would try to like do everything, like you know, hey, I can cook, I can clean, I can play video games, I can go to work, I can write, like you know what I mean. I'd be trying to do all the things. How would you translate that power into making the world better? I don't know if I'd want to make the world better. I think I would just mm. really want to make my piece of the world better. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. Yep. You did say that. Yep. Like, like how I, would you? So would you? So those skills, like, one of your dupes would be like a billionaire, and then you'd give like a billion dollars to like your community or something like that. Well, it's also kind of cool because like, you give multiple man a gun, you make another duplicate, the gun's duplicated as well. Which is weird. How does his powers work? They never explain. Such, such a weird power set. Um, but it's the same thing. All right. Like he like his clothes duplicate, so it would make sense that other stuff would duplicate. Um, would go with it. So but you know, if this was the the boys' universe, it'd be his dudes would be walking around floppy dicking it. Well, one time he got really shit faced after he took a stand on the on um the Civil War. He basically it goes multiple man says screw you to the government when he basically was like fuck Tony Stark during the superhero the Marvel Civil War. Yeah. So he got shit faced that night bumped into a wall and one of his duplicates had sex with Monet St. Croix and the other one had sex with Teresa. But like, okay. he, but what ended up happening was when he reabsorbed it, he didn't, because the memory, once he reabsorbs a duplicate, it's all one memory. So he didn't know mm -hmm. if he had sex with, he didn't know if he slept with Monet or if he slept with Teresa or if he, or, so, okay. or if his duplicate slept with both of them. He doesn't know. Your secret, your secret's out, old man. I, I know the <laughs> true reason why you want that power set. All right. Mm. You're a nasty, nasty man. Oh, it was also funny. On his wedding night, uh, he because it was the one question everybody wanted to know, would Magic have a threesome with himself? He would. I mean. He would. Yeah. Like during Who would the, it? <laughs> during the, the honeymoon, he's talking to his own wife, and at the at the end of the bed is the other duplicate, and he's like, you guys are going to start without me? I'm like, yo, y'all really went there with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on, who wouldn't? So, I know we get we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I got another one. To... Um, did right, he respond? Right. Oh, okay, I can't wait. He goes, "I'm gonna go the Batman route. I know I'd have a strong desire to use my powers to help people, but I'm not interested in the fame. It wouldn't be about that. Uh, moving silently and saving my hood does more than gallivanting around in a bright in, in bright pantyhose, saving bitches who keep putting themselves in situations in which they need to be saved." Seriously, the fuck is wrong with Lois Lane? Anyway, that's my two cents. That's hilarious. I can see Diddy like running around the hood beating up petty drug dealers. 
<laughs> like, yeah, move that shit down the street, dog. <laughs> yeah. Also, let me get a dime back. So how would you how would you do that? What would your power set be and how would you go about doing things? Bro, I'd just be Superman, dog. I'll be Superman and I'll go straight up injustice. Oh, I'll you, be injustice. You must think of a despot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be in I'll be injustice Superman without the evil. Because honestly, bro. No evil. <laughs> That's his whole thing. Nah, I'm I'm saying the fact that okay, I'll be the authority Superman or something like that. Like I would I, like I feel like Superman is the worst superhero on this on, on the face of the of of, of all comic bookdom. Wow. He, oh. he, he's just bad at his job. He's very he's very bad at his job. Like why is there why 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 is there war? Why why does war still exist on a planet with Superman? Seriously, if you think about it, like you don't gotta be evil to tell people to stop killing each other, or like force armies to like not kill little babies. Like you're like, oh, but they have free will. No, nah, like what? Shut up. You have free will to choose whether you want chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. You have free will to choose whether you want to believe in white Jesus or black Jesus, right? Like you have freedom to choose whether you want to use your right hand or your left hand to masturbate. Right, um, but if I have, what up? I always go lefty, and I'm right-handed. You're lefty. I, you know what I'm saying. You're. you're... <laughs> I gotta hold. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta make sure I, I'm controlling my video with my strong hand. You gotta switch it up, bro. You know what I mean. You gotta switch it up. You get carpal tunnel. But no, <laughs> like I feel like I, I feel like in the effort to create like a narrative sense of tension and excitement, right? Like the stories have to be exciting, right? So there has to be like. A constant threat but i feel like in the real world if there was a real superman or if i was superman or if anybody i know with any type of moral compass right like they would literally like oh russia you want to like you know throw a bunch of like people that disagree with putin into like horrible prison oh how about i just destroy all those prisons and like throw you into the sun like you know what i mean like i don't like i would definitely kill too like i would kill bad guys I'm gonna say this. I would. I you know I me well enough to know that I would take every gun in the world and throw that bitch into the sun. Whatever, dude. Yeah, dude. Why not? What do we need guns for? Superman's Superman's here. <laughs> I mean, so. by so by that theory, that would mean the Flash is kind of a whack villain as well. Yeah, the Flash should be like there should be. Literally, listen, DC, the DC universe should be crime free. And the fact that it's not is a failure of imagination, on the on the on the part of the superheroes and that you know. I mean, but, you, but like, and I know we're all we're speaking we're we're somewhat speaking in jest, but I also I'm not speaking in jest. I am dead serious, bro. Like, if I was Superman, I would be the not evil injustice. Superman. Oh no no no! I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the okay, idea yeah, yeah. of um of heroes, like the idea yeah. that Superman needs to have limits. Like, you know what I mean. Batman needs to have limits, like you know what I mean. But to they only have though, to have limits. They only have to have limits to make the story interesting. That's what that's I'm my yes. that's my argument. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I will say this though: the only one of the few superheroes that always 
like has that fuck around and find out is Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's the best one. She's literally the best one. She's like, oh, why don't we just okay? He's he's throwing babies into the river. Why don't we just kill him? And then you got Batman like, I don't kill. All right, and Superman's just I don't know. Saving Lois or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. This is this is one reason why I fuck with the X Men so heavy, is because yeah. they're all about peace. But oh, Cyclops will always to find out. Cyclops will also start a team specifically for killers. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, sometimes you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, bro. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, and I I I I I wish I had a more like entertaining answer to this question, but. No, I that was entertaining enough. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm like, not you know me. I feel like you know, democracy is overrated. Like within a democracy, like people are like, oh, we need democracy, blah 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 blah. It's fine. Like I feel like it's good, just like any other form of government. If the people running it are good, but within this democracy that we have, like we had slavery, we had Jim Crow, we had lynching, right? We had Japanese internment, we had friggin' Donald Trump, like. You know, like I don't know, bro. I feel like um whatever 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 gets the job done is what we should be using. Yeah, you're you're gonna get no you get no argument from me, man, because that's why I'm wearing my, my black supervillain shirt right now. <laughs> I'm I'm wearing my uh black skin. Yeah. I'm over here looking like I just escaped from the negative zone. Nah, you 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 was in the phantom zone. Stop fronting. <laughs> or oh, phantom zone. Sorry about that, guys. I'm tired. All right. So we also got some news coming out from New York Comic Con that came out um, a week ago from when we're recording. Now, Javi hasn't um, really read him, hasn't um, seen much of it, but. Mm-hmm. I know Javi enough to know that when I talk about something, he'll be able to do it. So first off. We have the announcement that Krakoa is coming to an end. Shocking. Surprise. I wish people could see my face right now because I'm not shocked at all. Because the X-Men can't have shit. Nothing. (laughs) Yo, it's just like nothing. They can have nothing. It's like, yo, let's let's big let's 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 give them everything just to tear it away the most violent way possible. Who's writing that? Uh, it's still going to be the same team that's been writing all okay. the X-Men stuff that's Excellent. going on. Excellent. So it looks like it'll be helmed by like Jerry Duggan will still be doing that. I yeah, yeah. don't know if Hickman is involved in this. I mean, he has to be kind of, right? Like, I don't know how that works, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know. I, he, he did such a good, like this, this most, what he did with this most recent like era of mutants and X-Men Honestly, I feel like the best that we've ever had. Um, it's I don't, sad I don't, to see I don't disagree it. At all. Yeah, it, it's sad to see its eventual end, but everything in comics ends at some point. Mm-hmm. It's refreshed. Um, it's just sad. It's just it's sad because Krakoa as a concept like makes so much sense. Like you have like these super powered beings running around who, for some reason, are afraid of humans that you know don't have any powers and i get it like as we see now 
through um, Orcus and the children of tomorrow, like humanity can be an extreme threat. But the fact that mutants don't have the ability to create their own space is kind of like, I don't know, it feels like a wasted opportunity. And I think that Hickman was the first person. I mean, you know, we had Genosha and um, other concepts, but this this just took it to a whole nother level, like with real, like p the political entry, um, the fact that they kind of like created their own culture and language. And it just, it was, it was great. Yeah. Great and, like, and I guess the survival of the species hinges on the return of Magneto, which I believe starts in January. I want to say. They should have kept him dead. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. And I'm glad I love Magneto. I'm not, I'm not saying that out of any hate for Magneto, but sometimes I would I really like when um you know um Character these statement. things. But yeah, like look look at Captain Marvel, you know, like hold on a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I just realized that um the third man of the uh Bald Black Nerds podcast is in the fucking building. Yo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ladies, Ball Black Girls probably presents to you the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Brandon Orton. You starting already? There's no <laughs> even intro or nothing? Hello? Nice to you. <laughs> What's cracking? Uh, we were just we were recording something else earlier, so uh, we just kind of just yeah. like kept moving. Javi, you look high. I'm jealous. <laughs> Me, I honestly, bro, I'm not. And I made some excellent, excellent um infused coconut oil. Um, I used my Levo too. Um, had a nice little homegrown strain, very powerful, but I haven't got to use it yet. I, I, I poured a little bit on some chocolate chip cookies and. Maybe nice a couple of days ago, but right now, what you're what you mean just... homegrown strain? Like you growing it yourself? I mean, we live in Massachusetts. You can have that's to... a lot of work to grow a plant. Well, well, when you when you have like a Rastafarian that lives upstairs from you, who's, <laughs> who's your uncle in law that grows every year, you kind of you kind of get the benefits from his harvest. But yeah, yeah so. Hobby's seen it, but um, a buddy of mine grows his own. He listens, but I'm not going to say his name. Uh, I'll send y'all some of the pictures of the stuff he he's um put together. Yo, Brandon, before we um get into what we were talking about, I got a question for you. Um, Javi answered this. If you were a superhero, what kind of life would you be leading? So, like, would you go the – actually, let me read exactly what I wrote just so I know particularly. All right. Are you going the Spider-Man route and sacrifice it all? Would you be like Batman and dwell in the darkness? Let life come to you like Wolverine, be proactive like Superman, or play up the celebrity like Tony Stark? None of them. I wouldn't be a superhero. I'd be a soup, like on the boys. I'd be in movies. No, or no. I'd be playing if I had super speed, I'd be playing football or something, being <laughs> a millionaire. Like I would I would not be doing any type of hero saving in public. I would still. I would. I'm not an asshole, so I would save a life if I had the chance, right? So like, if I was just walking around, I saw something happen, I would do something, but I would not be a hero. That would not be my job. I would be a soup. <laughs> I like that answer too. That's another. Yeah. I, I I like that answer as well. I I, I like that one. 
yeah, yeah. I, that that also makes sense. That 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 actually makes sense for you too. So we were actually discussing the the fall of Krakoa and the rise of the powers of X. We actually just started talking about that. What are your feelings on the end of the Krakoan age ending, Brandon? Is it ending? Yep. Um, according to Marvel, I mean that's what yeah that's what they say. I wonder what that means by it. Does that just mean like they're not going back to Krakoa? Because they brought the five back, right? In Immortal X-Men, the five are back. So they should they can do um what do you call it? Not reincarnation. Um resurrection. Resurrections. They can do resurrections again. So like that was a big part of the Krakoan age. So if you're telling me I'm just gonna keep this story, but they're not going back to the island, I mean I'm not fine with that. They're gonna end up back in that fucking school. I promise right. you. Yeah. I think I don't, gonna, oh, that that would be the worst. I think what's what we're gonna end up happening yeah. is they're just going to the Krakoan age is just not like not gonna exist. I think we're gonna get some time travel shit and it's gonna be like the Krakoan hour just never happened at all. I think that would piss off people too much. And Marvel doesn't usually generally that's more a DC thing than Marvel. Marvel has like changed continuities here and there, but like for the most part, it's a pretty straight line from 1967 to today, for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's some retcons and things here and there, but for the most part, it's a straight line through. Whereas, like, DC has just erased complete time, complete <laughs> timelines. Like, how many crises have they had? Like, a yeah, bunch the, of them. The, the new 52... Well, I, I would agree. Yeah, it still exists. So, it's... Is that the era we're in now? I'm so confused by because I know like no the Superman that we're seeing now ended up in the new fifty two universe because when they restarted something, that Superman and Lois were out of the time stream and then he and it was fucking it, it, yo Doom, <laughs> Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock actually got rid of the new fifty two. So the events in Doomsday awesome. Clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so like New Fifty Two was only I mean, they kind of, it was that was probably one of the greatest retcons ever, right? Like the way they explained that, because people hated the New Fifty Two for some reason, and the way they kind of like used Doctor Manhattan as the creator of the New Fifty Two because he like fucked up the timeline was pretty cool. But I think without reading Doomsday Clock, um, you kind of like miss out what happened to the New Fifty Two. But I do believe the New Fifty Two does exist still. The New 52 was silly, partly because everyone else's timeline didn't matter for the most part, except Batman and Green Lantern. Mm. Like, they pretty much erased everyone's history. Like, Batman was, excuse me, was still referencing, because Scott Snyder's Batman was probably the best book in New 52, in my opinion. And they were referencing things that that happened before New 52. Mm. And Green Lantern did as well, because he was talking about Parallax and shit like that. But everyone else, it was like, Nothing happened. Like it was like they were like new people in New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Like they did. Like Batman was the first. I think New Fifty Two. Batman was the first hero, right? I think that's what they said. Like he was, the, was the first the, hero. That was a big change. Um, yeah. So when Doctor Manhattan caused the original Green Lantern to die in that train accident, it created a a, a, a knock on effect that kind of kept Superman who, um, according to the lore, has to be the first first superhero um, to actually not be the first superhero, which is the reason why New 52 sucked or something. I don't know. 
And like, you know, Scott Snyder's Batman was my real introduction to the Dark Knight in the comic books. Because I hated the way, and this is gonna a shock to no one who's listening or uh, the two gentlemen on the on the dais. I I let the opinions of the internet affect how I it, uh, how I um ingested Batman phrasing. Um, I just it was it was like oh he wins because he's Batman he wins I'm like yo that's that's a lazy excuse like <laughs> you know what I mean. And then when I read started reading Batman comic books I'm like. Jesus, he loses a lot. <laughs> like it's not like oh, he gets he gets rocked. Yeah. So then I and I think the Scott Snyder, the Scott Snyder really helped me appreciate that. And then the Tom King run was just fan fucking. It was Tom King that the uh, City of Bane and all that, right? That was Tom King. Yes. Yeah, like Tom King's Batman just Scott Snyder was quarter owls in Death in the Family. Yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, those two for me are the definitive Batman runs. Um, but yeah. So, but to somehow back to the um, X Men stuff, Hobby brought up Genosha, and I'm wondering, but just because the age of Kokoa is over, do they just move to Genosha? I hope not, because I feel like Genosha was like a, a shadow of what Kokoa was. Again, like, I and um, I agree with Brandon. Like, like Marvel likes to keep the continue continuity um as straight as possible but that's until you talk about mutants right like they are constantly constantly getting retconned i think a lot of that had to do with licensing issues i think a lot of that had to do with um them trying to kind of like erase them a little bit and replace them with um replace them with uh what are what what's their what's their faces Black bolts people. The humans. The humans, yes. Um so I don't know if we're gonna still see that now that all that license all that licensing issues are like in the past. But um you could never tell with the X-Men. Like they, at one point you have millions of mutants, the next point you might have like three of them. Um and it's sad because I think that Krakoa, you know, uh the the the, the culture, the the everything that came from that storyline is such an important part of mutants now that I feel like if you get rid of that, if you if you rick on that, like I won't like them anymore. I think that's what kind of brought me back into mutants. Um so But I think I mean, all those things still exist, right? So like House of M still happened. Because they, because remember at the beginning of the Krakoan era, they were they didn't fuck with Wanda. She wasn't even allowed there. They hated her because <laughs> yeah. of that shit. And Genosha yeah. still got fucked up, like all the people, because they because they made a big, big thing about this the five bringing back all the mutants that died on Genosha. And so it like the Scarlet Witch thing when they where she invented like a created like was it like they called it like a waiting room for souls the the mutants that they, that didn't get their um their memory saved by Cerebro. So they they do they do change things, but they they don't. I mean, they haven't really just erased. A big thing, and I think Kakrow has been going on for what three years now. I feel like that's way too big for them just to say like it never happened. I feel like they're going to move on past it, but it's going to be like brought up. But like, remember when we had that island 
that was all oh. to ourselves, and then it got fucked up. Yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> worse, man. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah I hate that. But you I know what? But, Brandon, but you know, you know what? That makes sense because the only the X Men get fucked with like that. Honestly, yeah, yes, it's so true. Oh, and they, well, so they, I don't, th- but I don't think it's going to be forgotten. I think they're going to move past it. But I think the mutants are going to. I think this is different, though. At least it's shaping up to be different to me because, for once, for once, the rest of the heroes seem to be on their side because it doesn't seem like anybody fucks with Orcus, right? It seems like Orcus <laughs> is fucking everyone. So, like for once, it feels like the mutants are not out there. On their own, that like they got some people on their side to get back at Orcus, and so yeah. I think that they're not gonna. I think because I was gonna say they were gonna hold. Originally, I was thinking that nobody was gonna help them. That like all the heroes were gonna be on the Orcus side, and that the mutants were gonna lose Krakoa, and they were gonna hold that against the rest of the Marvel Universe forever, like at least for a while. And that was gonna be a big storyline afterwards. It's like the mutants really don't fuck with anybody else because they let them take Krakoa but it, it you know Captain America Iron Man like they got people on their side the Fantastic Four Reed Richards helped them out like there's people on their side with like this all, Orcus thing like all the big and I think that started on their side like my favorite I, yeah go ahead, go ahead go ahead my bad, my bad. Oh, no, uh, I, I think that that started with um X-Men versus Eter- X-Men Avengers Eternals yes um I know I, I mixed that up but um you, you kind of cut I think that was my biggest issue. I, we talked about it earlier on with Krakoa. Like they were starting to become the people they hated. Like they were extremely xenophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of their laws didn't make a lot of sense. And I think that if any change that I would be happy with, um, to kind of speak to your point, Brandon, is a more open mutant society that's less like, you know, closed off from society. And, and a lot more open to the other heroes. I think that that would create a lot of compelling storylines. And again, um, based on the conversation that we had earlier about like heroes not doing enough um, to save the people around them, I think that would open up um, a lot of opportunities to see like mutants really establishing like uh, a rapport with humanity and doing something actually good. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like instead of getting rid of it, I think they should kind of expand it. They should expand the, so, I'll ask Javi first, and then you, Brandon. Who's been the most impressive mutant for you guys since the Krakoa era started? Mm. That's a good question. What do you mean by bro? impressive? Like, who's the mutant that you've been like, yo, you've been showing out? Like, you know what I mean? Like Storm. Storm, Storm. Storm has been flexing so hard. Yo, she takes out Omega-level mutants, like, every issue I see her. Like, every every time I see her, she's taking out another Omega-level mutant. Yo, right? um, like, yeah. do you remember the, um, comic, <laughs> the comic book nerds, uh, the CTBN episode we did, and Diddy said that Storm walks around in Black Air Force Ones? That, yo, 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 with spikes on them. With cleats. <laughs> bro, she's out here flexing, bro. And not just that, I think that, um, um, Krakoa also like again the theme of them making the same mistakes, um, turning into the people they hate. Like they were they were essentially colonizers when it came to Araco, mm-hmm. right? And I think Storm kind of like Storm and Magneto was like, nah, bro, we don't do that here, right? Like we're gonna be partners, like that's our family, uh, you know. And I think that was a very important thing to see as well. 
Brandon, storm, bro. She's been she's been out here. Yeah, Brandon, who's been? I hate to say it. I really, I really hate to say it, but it's been Hank McCoy. Yo, you hit so funny. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that. I was like, Brandon's gonna hate to say this, but I think he's gonna pick Hank McCoy. I wow. never liked Hank McCoy, but he has gone to a level that I didn't even think he had in him during this time. Like he's going down deep to do some dirty shit, even for beasts, dirty shit. The shit he did with Wolverine was like it was the that's super thing. villain shit. That's, that's super villain shit. That's the grind. Like that. That's some. That's some shit. Sinister would do. Yes, maybe even worse than Sinister. Like that shit was horrible, and he claims he's doing it in the name of Krakoa, which I I kind of believe. I kind of believe him, but I didn't. Th- I I already had very little expectations for the morality of Hank McCoy, and somehow he surprised me with how deprived he has been. And they still haven't revealed that he's. They still haven't said that he's Dark Beast. So I'm led to believe that this is actually Hank McCoy. It is all this he's not, not he, he's not dark beast i thought he was dark beast for they he's not dark beast i, I thought he was too. Y'all that wasn't dark beast yeah. y'all wasn't listen to me yeah he's not dark beast so, those magic words mark was right yeah, <laughs> yeah you you were right about that yeah so like I, i'm gonna go away from what i normally do because you guys know i'll be like oh it was definitely uh kate pride but i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little different i think the most impressive mutant for me was pro- has probably been gene gray the way she's pretty much put her foot down when it comes to like the shit that Cyclops does and how he like just is doing Cyclops-ish things, you know what I mean? And her defeating Nightmare, like it was just another day and like just another day was dope as shit to me. Um watching her watching her just remind people that she's the one. And then at the Hellfire Gala when she erased or uh, changed the, um, I can't remember Nathaniel Essex's clone's name, Dr. Stasis. When she um, changed Dr. Stasis's memories, I was like, yo, you really did that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I thought that was super fucking dope. So did you read Jean Grey? Yes. Are you caught up on that? Yes, I am. Did you see the, did you read the last issue where they basically like, what if Wolverine, what if someone else was the Phoenix? Yep. That shit was fucking crazy. Yeah. They're really like. I gotta read that. I gotta read that. It's basically a what if story, Javi, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I saw the first issue and it looked like it was, you know, it it took place back in the day and I was like, I'm not really interested. So the whole series, I think, it's not done yet. And and old man probably agree with this, but like the whole series is essentially like Gene going back to these different points in time, like these very important points yeah. in her history, and then like, what if it was different? Like how like if you re- if you did this differently, how would things turn out? And so like the first the last one the were last one excuse me was the Phoenix when they caught when she first got the Phoenix Force. I think this most recent one I don't think it's out yet, but it's about to come out is with Madeline Pryor. And something to do with Madeline Pryor because they kind of show her at the end of the last issue, yeah. and something that happened with her with the Goblin Queen. So like it's it's all about these like these points in her life and like how would you do it differently? It's almost like a what if comic, but I don't know where she's at. Like she's she's alive, but 
But I don't know where she's at. She, yeah. They haven't said where she's at. Yeah, it's... So... I'll go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. I just want to, you know, I, I need to I need, I need, need to defend my boy Cyclops. As, as many of you guys know, Cyclops is one of my favorite mutants of all time. And he was going to be my runner-up behind Storm as most impressive. So when the old man said Cyclops doing Cyclops things, hurt my feeling a little bit, hurt my feelings a little bit, because I think Cyclops has been a ray of hope. Bro, I feel like he's kept he's kept mutant them grounded in a lot of ways, right? Like he's like, yo, like I get that we need a space of our own. Um, Krakoa is very important, but I'm still an X Man. Hold on a second, sorry, one second. All right, well, y'all doing that? Um, one thing I I do got to say that I loved about the new Krakoan age with Cyclops to go back on what um Harvey was saying was he I'm watching him kind of like take a step back a little bit which I thought was super dope because he's always been the I have to lead I have to lead I have to lead and the way he's been kind of like mentoring sync I think has been super dope yeah yeah it, it, that's, it, he's he Cyclops is what Professor Xavier wants to be yeah yeah, exactly. You know, like, Charles. <laughs> what did you say, Randy? He's Charles for me. He's t- Charles. <laughs> Charles. Hey, Charles. Charles. Who also is flexing pretty hard right now, by the way. Yo, what um, the fuck is up with him, man? Yeah, he's not flexing. He's wild. Is <laughs> yo, he's going. He's going crazy right now, bro. Like, yo, what? Yeah, what was Orcus thinking, bro? <laughs> they weren't. I'm just. I'm. I'm really trying to figure that out. Like. Like one of well, those, like one mutant. Ah, oh, go ahead. Nimrod, they got the cheat. They they hide because they yeah. got the cheat code. Yeah, yeah. Nimrod's kind of out here doing doing work. This yeah. out here. That cheat code, <laughs> that cheat code work until Iceman until Iceman come back and crush the buildings because he's figuring it. <laughs> like astonishing, astonishing, astonishing Iceman has been perfect. Like I'm loving this shit. It's out been there. pretty good. Yeah, and like good. watching him really figure out how to use his powers in a. In more creative ways, I I love it. Like, and I also kind of enjoy that they've kind of depowered him a little bit because Iceman is is on a level of the Flash when it's like their potential is OP. You know what I mean? He's still fucked up though because of what Nimrod did, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean we got yo put we got to put like a little bit more. Like we just got to do we got to give Nimrod some respect. Absolutely. He. He dismantled Iceman, who's probably like top five most powerful mutants out there right now, right? I'd go top and, five super superhero super powered beings in general. Yo, and then he crushes Juggernaut not once, but twice. But he did both of these fist. in the same fight at the same time, essentially. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> All right. But other than that, Orcus is tripping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up from the um, uh, Comic-Con news is a series called Avengers Twilight. Essentially, it's another dystopian future where here, well, not dystopian, it's another future where superheroes don't exist, but this time, instead of it being um, Old Man Logan, it's Captain America. The Avengers were killed. We don't know who, some of the Avengers were killed. Some of them are in hiding. Uh, this, this, These people like infiltrated the White House. 
and now Steve Rogers is gonna fight back. We've heard this story a million times. Do y'all care? No. <laughs> I, I would say that, but I've enjoyed all the like every one of these stories I've read. Old man Logan, old man Quill, like they've all been good. They've been good, and this one's not going to be like good. like a wasteland. It's 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 very futuristic. It kind of it almost looks like cyberpunk kind of. I'm going to read it because I'm a Chip Zdarsky fan, so I and I really fucks with his, his writing, so I'm going to read it. But I'm not overly pumped about it. If that makes sense. It's too much right, stuff gonna, going there on in the main yeah. Marvel continuity for me to yeah. care about uh, Elseworld essentially. <laughs> And I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a uh, 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 I'm gonna admit something to you guys. Like I've I've been reading my books. I've been I've been reading I've been I've been eating my vegetables. I've been reading my you know my weekly issues of things that I like. But I've been I've been underwhelmed recently. I I don't know well, what I it is. I haven't been under I've been underwhelmed with and I hate to say it like this. And we can we can kind of sit um. We can segue into it and we can kind of break down the other news that came out. But the last two or three issues of X-Men Red haven't really been like jumping out on me. They've had some great moments within it, but X-Men Red hasn't hit the way. Oh, that last issue of X-Men Red was everything to me. Oh, yeah. That's telling me what's about to happen. Yeah, the last yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah. that was we had to add that to the docket. That one, uh, that but I one, think that that speaks to your point, old man. It's there's moments, there's dope moments, but there's so much going on, bro. It's hard to like keep track. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, they made me excited for the Ultimate Universe, which I never gave a shit about, and now I'm like interested. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to know, I like that Ultimate Alliance, whatever the fuck that book was that Hickman wrote, made me want to know more about this universe. I'm like, okay, I'm in. And then you tell me Hickman's writing Spider Man. All right, I'm more in. I did not. I don't want to say I didn't like it. That's too strong. But I was just like, I thought Marvel Gods was just okay. It was it was super long. Like wait, it was like too long for me. I was like, do I have to read? Do I have to read sixty eight pages every time this fucking book comes out? Like this is too much. And and Hickman on top of that, Hickman is very wordy. So it wasn't yeah. like it's just pages. There's one page where it's just like this huge thought bubble, like this big. And I was like, I'm not reading this. Like it was yeah. so many words. I was like, it's too many words. Um, yeah. And I felt like they could have used characters they already had. They didn't have to make new characters for gods. But we'll see as we go forward. Because I thought the one funny. dude was Constantine. Yeah, you want to hit some? I I still think he's Magic Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> but I was because y'all know this journey I'm on how many comic books I can read a year each year mm. when I tell you how annoying it is to legitimately have to read every word of every fucking book to actually count it as a um like as a as a comic I'm like yo I I, I it's it's annoying and sometimes I'm like yo I'm not reading all this shit like sometimes I get to a point and I'm just like, ugh, this is just. What was I reading? It was. I I started reading something recently, and I was like, oh, this is trash. I'm not even gonna bother. Oh, um, Thor by Garth Ennis. 
this is an old Max book. And I was like, all right, I bought it a year or two ago. And I was like, all right, I'm going to open it up. But I'm going to start reading this. I got three pages in and I was like, yeah, this is ass. I'm like, I'm not wasting my time reading shit that is just awful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm cool. Mm. No, don't. No, I don't think guys was awful or bad. It was just, I didn't think it was great either. I thought it was just okay. But if I if you ever give me a okay book to kick off something, you don't have to make it sixty eight pages. I don't need sixty eight pages of okay. I want sixty eight pages this of what, fire. This is what I'm afraid of. Um, I'm I'm kind of hesitant about God, right? Like no matter what publisher it is, I'm usually into it because of the cosmic portions of it. Whether it's DC with like you know you know the Monitor stuff. Whether it's Marvel with the Beyonder stuff, like I, I love, I love the stories that involve features that dwarf the typical superhero, right? Characters that dwarf the typical superhero that have like these cosmic, grand stories, and this is what God should be, and I don't, I, there's nothing like I don't know why I should care right now. Like I don't know what the implications are to the wider Marvel universe at this point. Like it, Thor, for me, the Thor book is a lot, lot more exciting when it comes to the cosmic uh, uh, universe around Marvel. Thor, you have um, uh, Silver Surfer Rebirth, which is on issue two, which seems pretty dope right now. But as far as God goes, like they, 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 they've been, they've been, they've been building towards this for the past year, right? With little uh, um, excerpts and different books, but I, I don't know what's going on. Like I don't. Like what? What's the point? Like I feel like the first issue should at least give us a little bit more to be excited about. Yeah, it's and out of those 150 pages, we got nothing. I think it'll make it interesting because I haven't seen anything that Hickman's done that hasn't been good, uh, yeah, sure. that I've ever read in my life. But I don't think he can keep giving us. And and also that book was ten dollars, so. <laughs> I don't think yes, it was ten dollars. Uh so I don't think he can keep Sorry, I wanna us. say <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you know what's so funny? Like when it comes to comic books, I'm very um fab with it. Just throw it in the bag. <laughs> I don't even bother looking no. at the price. If I if I want it, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> like I don't care. I, don't even I wanna say what I, I, I you guys know why that doesn't bother me, but I'm not going to say it on the show. Three ninety nine. <laughs> hey, I got no problem saying it. Listen, I get, I buy my books except new issues. I don't buy. I did buy that because it's Hickman. I always buy Hickman, but I don't buy any number ones because I'm not paying for something that I'm not going to continue Christ, getting. Eight forty. This shit was eight forty nine. I told you it was like ten dollars. <laughs> but Remember, you have you have one. you have comics out here unlimited, so you get a discount. Oh man! Oh yeah, it was nine ninety nine. Never mind. <laughs> it was $9. yeah, it was ten dollars. <laughs> it was ten fucking dollars. <laughs> You're not about to charge me ten dollars and make me read sixty eight pages for that. And I and I'm I, not, no one's I'm a bigger Hickman digital, fan than me. I'm not buying a digital book for ten dollars. Like I'm I'm like when I do purchase that book, which I plan to do, I'm definitely getting a physical copy because there's no way in hell I'm paying ten dollars for something that. Marvel can just take away anytime they want. Oh, speaking of which, Brandon, before I forget, uh, text me your address. I got something I got to send you. Um, okay. Oh, some um, DC Comics news coming out of there. 
the next year's Superman, one of the Superman writers is going to be Jason Aaron. That is crazy. Are you bringing Dodderman with him? Because that would be crazy too. I wish, but nah, Dodderman. I I I feel like I feel like Marvel wrapped up Dodderman and was just like, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. They better. They better. <laughs> um. But they're also within the the Superman run. I guess Bizarro is going to be coming in there too. I was like, "Yo, I'm pumped for for." Yeah, this might bring me back. To, this might bring me back to DC. I mean, I was excited about Ryan Michael Bendis going to DC till I read some of the stuff he did. So I'm just hoping it goes a little bit better. Yeah. Um. But the Joshua Williamson Superman has been superb. Yeah. Like it's it's really really good. Yeah, um, man. I don't want it to end. Yeah, neither do I. I love it. Yeah, it's and it's it's showing you exactly what you want from Superman. Like he's giving you the the blue Boy Scout vibes. He's also reminding you that he's actually really good at his job. Like, well, smart. He's really smart. Like he like he's not just a dude who punches stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And I really appreciate that about him. And I'm really interested to see where like the Super Corp goes with um Two of his family members coming back, and one of them. I want to know what's up with this chains dude. He's strong as shit. (laughs) And then um, Brainiac's coming back, and there's more. um, I forget Lobo's species name, but there's more of them back. And Brainiac's basically like just destroy worlds. I'm like, yo, oh, they're gonna hate Lobo. Yeah. Oh no, but apparently these people these are worse than Lobo. They're so oh, awful mm-hmm. that they got rid of their hit, like they hid their history from the world. So imagine them, but worse than Lobo. And there's not many Lobo. of them left because this planet got destroyed or something like that. He killed all of them. Yeah, so it's not that many left. So these people here, they they're they a problem. Yeah. And one Lobo is enough to like do damage. So I'm a <laughs> More even worse lobos, like that's going to be nasty. Three of the motherfuckers. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Uh Marvel Blood Hunt. It looks like it's gonna be the vampires versus the Marvel Universe, which I'm pumped for. I'm all for anything uh involving vampires in the Marvel universe. Absolutely people keep telling recently. me this blade book is fucking amazing, but I haven't read it. Yeah, people heard- named Old Man. Have you I read, read it? it? I haven't read it either. Yeah, I, I saw you, you were telling. I saw you were telling telling us to read that. No, I haven't. No, read I was it. saying that. I was saying that people uh, every, uh, everywhere I go, people are talking about how good this fucking Blade book is, but I haven't read it. Yet. It's only three issues in, so it's pretty I easy first to catch issue, up. I, I read the first issue, and it it is really good. It is really yeah. freaking good. Blade actually just showed up in Miles Morales. I can't wait to see what what's next for like all this um stuff that they're they're gonna be doing. So I'm hoping this is going to be good. I hope this isn't just one of those random like, oh, well, everything's a cash grab. We know how it is. But I'm hoping that this is actually like worth it. And then plus, I think we're going to see a lot more of Blade as they're wrapping up for his MCU debut. So mm-hmm. if that ever happens. See, what, see where this goes. Yeah, see what happens. But yeah, I'm excited. The... um. I'm excited and I hope that it actually um comes out. I, I actually hope that we actually get this and it actually looks good. Cause from mm-hmm. what it from what the trailer showed, 
the entire world is like dark. Mm-hmm. So that means like the vampires are gonna go wild. And I'm wondering if we're gonna get another fight between Deadpool and Dracula because I know they got an on site. <laughs> I mean, Deadpool took his woman, right? So I yeah. mean, but he got he got her back, but it, it wasn't like like but Deadpool fucked her on there on wedding night. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Yo, Deadpool's Deadpool's list is nasty, bro. It really is. He got death. He got he got he got Thanos hating him. Yeah, Josh, like he 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 needs to choose better. What'd you say? He needs he, to choose his women better. Eh. He's like he's 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 the bravest side he's the bravest side dude of all time. <laughs> Did you just call Deadpool a side piece? He is. <laughs> That's when you got when you got they when you got Thanos and Dracula having you on their hit list because you you bet you you grab their girls though you. Uh, bro, you, you're doing something either right or wrong. I don't know which one it is yet. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to, if you want to quote Black Dynamite, your girl chose me. Yeah, facts. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other news that came out. Uh, Spider-Man Gang War starts next month. It's basically mm-hmm. just a bunch of street level villains fighting. Superior Spider-Man's coming back eventually. Apparently, oh, it's back. It's already back. No, yeah, it I was. It. I think I that was a one shot. It was. Yeah. No, yeah. Your, your, your boy Otto Octavius is the biggest gaslighter in comic book history. <laughs> Bro, I, he's not my. Listen, Superior Spider-Man, Otto Octavius. Yeah, it was. It was Superior. So Spider-Man. Harvey, so that book didn't exist in present time. It was a story about when he yeah. was Superior yeah, Spider-Man. No, it, that's why I didn't like it. It, it, it was not. I was very. I was very. Um, Again, underwhelmed with that book because I was expecting, you know, the the superior Spider Man that we all grew to actually. Yeah, but that like, woman is about to come uh, fuck up Peter. Yeah, Peter's done. <laughs> her, power Peter, set, wait, her power set is crazy. And so Peter's like, Peter's like, he's like hey, what did I do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> Otto, Otto was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> Like, yeah, crazy. Um, uh, trying to think anything else we got going. Um, let me refer back to the docket. Oh, Spider Man 2 is dope. Spider Man 2 is fucking great. It's it's fantastic. The new Spider Man 2 is fantastic. Did, did you finish it? Nah, I 10 out of 10 would recommend that. shit Is fucking fun. Is it out for PC yet? Probably not. No, it's not. It won't be for a while. Probably it's not till next year. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait because I am not buying a PlayStation Five. <laughs> Damn it! What um? So this is a conversation that I know enough about, but not a lot about. Uh, Javi wanted to discuss the things going on with the. With Israel, with the Israeli uh, Palestine speaker of the house. Oh damn, we, we couldn't even get a segue into this one. Damn, you're gonna write nah. it. That was a segue. <laughs> it was it was it was the segues I'm known for. I mean, realistically, right. we segue from Krakoa to this. If you want to be, if you want to, yeah. It, if you want to keep it a buck, um. Yeah. So I'm gonna let y'all take the reins. I'll ask some questions in there, but um, Brandon, why don't you um, tell everybody what's going on. I, I hope that Mitch McConnell is the speaker of the house, and every time he speaks, he just freezes. <laughs> so, 
this shit is such a clown show. Like the Republican Party is such a clown show too. And there are there's some, these people aren't good people, but there are like serious Republicans left. It's not that many of them, but there's a few serious Republicans left. And they are so pissed and it's so fucking funny because they kind of let this shit happen. But essentially what happened was, so by the way, I used to work at Catholic University in D.C. and I had students who worked for me. And Catholic University is known for their uh, politics program. That's what they're known for. So like half of my students were politics majors and they all worked on the Hill, like some of my student workers. And one of my student workers used to be an aide used to be an aide for Kevin McCarthy. And so Kevin McCarthy has always been like this fucking like hungry, like he just wants glory. He's willing to do anything for it. He's willing to say anything for it. He's willing to compromise any of his principles for it. Even on his own end. Even on his own side with his own people, they think he's two faced because he's willing to do anything to get ahead. He finally gets his chance to be speaker. He loses what four vote, four or five votes in last January, and so he because he couldn't get his own conference in in line. So he makes a deal right with the heart with Matt Gates and the the super like MAGA people, and he makes a deal with them. He says, "All right, I'll give you these concessions." And he made a bunch of rules concessions for them that they would finally agree to vote him in. But one of the concessions think, that he yeah, did, yeah. one of the concessions yeah. that he did was. There, there's this rule that you used to have. I think it was 15 people. I think it was 15, what the yeah. rule used to be. But you used to have to have 15 people to agree to bring it to a vote to remove the speaker, right? So, like, before you could bring a vote to the speaker, 15 people would have to say, yeah, I want to call on this vote publicly, like, on the record. I want to call this vote to remove the speaker. And then they would have a formal vote in the whole, con- in the whole Congress to remove the speaker. And so... There's never been a speaker removed in the history of our country, ever. And there's only ever been one other time when it went to the vote and he didn't get removed. So this has never happened before. But what McCarthy's dumbass did was he was so desperate to become speaker that he agreed to change the rule from 15 people to one person. One. So, <laughs> one. One. So, I want people to keep in mind. Keep, keep, keep in mind. Oh, man. I, I, Brandon, I just want people. This is Speaker of the House. This isn't like, like when we're talking about this, the reason why this is so, the reason why this is like, it, it's it sounds funny, but the Speaker of the House is third in line yes. to be president, right? Not only they're third in line to be president, there's no, you cannot draft any new laws. No, you can't. You can't do anything in Congress without a speaker. One of without a speaker. So essentially, mm-hmm. government is paralyzed right now. You, the, it, it, there's, no, there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the government's on fire essentially then it, well, it can't even be on fire it, it, it can't do if there's no fire fire indicates energy right in movement it's just <laughs> no, it's, dormant it's, it's, it's just there <laughs> the government so, so the government is so, dormant so here's what happened so matt gates who's a vindictive asshole hates mccarthy hates mccarthy hates him I'm I'm not convinced Matt, Matt Gates wouldn't rather have a Democrat in charge than McCarthy. Like that's how much he hates McCarthy. And so he McCarthy did this debt deal with the Democrats so that the government doesn't shut down and Matt Gates got pissed. So he calls it to a vote, right? And so eight Republicans Republicans only have a seven seat lead. Eight Republicans voted with Matt Gates to remove 
uh, McCarthy is uh, Speaker of the House. Now, one step back. The Democrats would have saved McCarthy. There would have been some moderate Democrats who saved McCarthy because Democrats in general want to govern, right? So they don't want government to shut down because by their nature, they tend to want to govern. But what happened was when McCarthy did the debt, the debt ceiling deal, he made some promises to the Democrats that one, he would not go in public and blame the Democrats. That was a big one. Two, he agreed to like bring these couple things to vote. And three, he agreed to uh, fund like to ought to pass through the bill to fund Ukraine. So there was three things that he agreed to, among other things. And the first thing he did after they signed the very first thing he did to sign the bill is he went on CNN on a Sunday show and he said, well, actually, we almost got close to shutting down the government because of the Democrats. Like that was the first thing that he said Mm -hmm. publicly after this happened, which pissed the Democrats off. And then he said he's not bringing the Ukraine bill straight to vote. So the Democrats said, and then and then he opens up an impeachment inquiry on Biden. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he let uh, what's his face do that bull- dumbass yeah. shit. So then the Democrats were like, "We can't fucking trust you. Fuck you. Save yourself. <laughs> we're not voting for you." So all the Democrats voted for Jeffries. I yeah. think McCarthy thought he was cool and that he would have enough Republicans back him, but eight of them said no. So his ass got removed, and then yeah. there was no Speaker of the House. And keep in mind, keep in mind, any Democrats who would have supported. Supporting McCarthy as a Democrat for Speaker of the House would have been unprecedented. They already did that. I think they did that for the first for the for his first go um to Speaker, which was already unprecedented. But typically, parties vote um yeah. party line like like it, it doesn't like it's 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 almost it's almost de facto like whoever whatever party has a majority in the House, they get their person. As speaker yeah. of the house, because they, Republicans yeah. will always vote for Republican, Democrats will always vote for the d- 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 Democratic now. leader, except for now. So what happened was so, the Democrats yeah. were considering that only because there was this fear that, and it was a valid fear that mm-hmm. as bad as McCarthy is, if you vote him out, who the fuck are they going to put in after him? Right, like which Jim horrible F. ass F. person. Jordan. So, but here's the problem. So they started with. Uh, Steve Scalise, who was the majority whip. So he's a very powerful person in the Senate. He's the person that whips votes. He's been there a long time. The they didn't. The MAGA people were like, fuck no, we're not voting for Steve Scalise. No, he didn't get enough votes. He ran twice, not enough votes. Then they were like, we're going to bring in MAGA Jim Jordan, who is horrible. But the, ser- the few serious Republicans left were just like, I'm not no. voting for fucking Jim Jordan. Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you insane? Like, they're basically like, we work with this man. We're not voting for fucking Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House. Are you insane? He and ran three times. He ran three times. He had three votes, didn't get the votes. He was going to go for a fourth time. They did a seat. Then they, this is the most embarrassing thing. So he missed by like 20 votes, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the second mm-hmm. time he missed by like 18 votes or something like that. And the third no, time it was like, it got yeah, it was reversed. Yeah, it was like eighteen, yeah, yeah. and then it was like twenty-four, yeah. and then the last time before they went out and did it publicly, they had a secret ballot with just Republicans, right? So the, before even taking to the floor, they're like, "All right, we're not going to embarrass ourselves more. We're going to have a secret ballot about Jim Jordan." He didn't get fifty-four people. Fifty-four people said no in the secret ballot. 
So Jim Jordan so, had to come out. Granted, yeah, let me. I just want to add this. So the reason why typically you do like these secret votes because you'd feel like the reason why you're not the votes not going your way is because um the people making the votes are taking like a political consideration. Like they don't want their constituents yeah. to see you voting a certain way. So the idea is that with a secret vote, all right, the people that are voting against me, people aren't going to know if they vote for me. So the right. idea is that he would get even, he would get, you know, it would be a better chance. The fact that it was even worse during the secret <laughs> ballot means... So he had to try this happy ass out there and be like, I'm not running again for the fourth time. And so now they're a fucking clown show. They had Jake Tapper, who was not the who's not a combative person. And Jake Tapper was interviewing some Republican congressman. And he says, I don't, this is, this is verbatim what he said. I don't want you to take this personally, but you guys look like a clown show. <laughs> I did not show. take that personally. <laughs> so what you guys look like a clown show right now. It is a fucking joke. Now they got like four other people who have thrown their name in. None of them are going to win. Byron Donalds, who's this black dude who's horrible from Florida. He put his mm-hmm. name in. Patrick McHenry, who has no chance of winning, put his name in. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen here. I, but here's the thing. I wanna, this I, is I where Democrats do, yeah. should cut a deal. Because what Democrats yeah. can do now, and this is what they can do now, because they the government needs to start functioning. So this is what, but the Democrats will never have more leverage than what they have now. There's things that Democrats can do to cut a deal. So whenever a new speaker gets named, they get to set the rules of the House. So just like McCarthy had to agree to the one vote thing to get brought in, the new speaker has to, can redo rules. So Democrats can set rules to say we want X bills to go straight to vote because the Speaker of the House controls what bills go to the floor. There's a lot of bills that are bipartisan that moderate Republicans will vote for that will never get to the floor because they won't let it. The Democrats can negotiate that. The Democrats can also... Democrats can also say they will only back a Republican in a Biden district, right? Because a Republican in a Biden district cannot be extreme if he wants to win. He can't be extreme. So if they back a Republican in a Biden district, there's certain bills that that person by proxy is not going to bring to the floor because they want to win, right? They want to win. They want to get reelected. If they are in a blue district, they can't be MAGA assholes to the extreme. So there's things that Democrats can do because at this point, the only option that's going to happen is we won't have a speaker until the next election or someone truly horrible is actually going to break through because the Republicans are going to say, we're just tired of fighting. Fuck it. And they're going to cave into Matt Gates and and Nancy Mace and all those horrible people. They're going to cave into them and elect one of their assholes as Speaker of the House. Those are the only other options if Democrats don't cut a deal and they don't have any more leverage than they do right now because the republicans are out here in public saying they even got marjorie taylor green marjorie taylor green is going on tv and say saying we owe the american people an apology for how dysfunctional we are right now marjorie taylor green is saying that that's how fucked up they are with this because they can't they ran out of people they could blame like and and it's been at this nobody can blame anybody but the Republicans. Like, they can only blame themselves for this, right? Um, Fox News, like, the like the Republican media sphere as well, like, they've created such a monster, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many unqualified people on the Republican side in the House 
that this was inevitable. Like, mm-hmm. like people that are people that people that pay attention to politics have been screaming. Like, we've been screaming. Like, we've literally been screaming this for years, bro. Years. It matters who you vote for. It matters who you vote for. But people's like, no, we want we want an outsider. We want somebody that doesn't like literally somebody that doesn't understand politics, right? Like somebody that just makes the other side as angry as possible, bro. And you got it. The only issue. But the is difference that... is, Javi, in the past, the RNC and Republican leadership would never allow those candidates to run and be backed financially. But they're yeah, so but desperate for those... power that they changed. Yeah. Every one of those, every one of those um uh traditional Republicans, right? Every single one of them almost have been run out of power. Well right? not yet. They've been not yet. But what no what they've done they haven't been run out of power. They've con- they've conceded and then been overtaken. So what they did was instead of them changing, right? So if you remember not to keep on this because I do want to talk about Palestine Israel, but after Obama won in 2012, so not the first election, the second election, after he got reelected, the Republicans hired this ind- a true independent contractor, like a, a consulting group, to tell them what the fuck is wrong with the party. Like, why are y'all losing like this? Like, what's going on? Like, they actually hired someone to come in. And the person in the group came back and they said, you guys are hostile to minorities. Like they saw, like all the things you say about the minorities, yeah, the, like the Republican Party. I remember who the RNC, yeah. the RNC lead, the RNC leader was a black dude. It was what's his well, name? Michael Steele. Um, Michael Steele. Yeah. yeah. So they, they did they an ran autopsy. His, they ran his black. They ran his black ass out. <laughs> and instead of <laughs> listening to the autopsy, they yeah. went the opposite. They went more to the Tea Party, which mm-hmm. then empowered Trump, and then Trump won because people stayed home to vote, not be. Because he actually was a better candidate, which you hear a lot of people lie about. The participation was down like nine, eight or nine percent from 2012 when Hillary versus Trump. People stayed home because they didn't like both people. They didn't like Hillary. People didn't like Hillary and people didn't like Trump and they just did not vote. But it was not because she was such a horrible person. People were manipulated by a lot of different things. But anyway, they went with Trump and that was such a short term victory. Because ever since Trump, all they've done is lost. Just lose, yeah. lose, 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 lose. Because <laughs> the people that didn't participate realized that they made a mistake. And they won the midterm, this first midterm, which happens every time an incumbent's in place. But they like barely, barely won. Barely. Like yeah, it was, this, they way this, underperformed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was a loss. This when was a loss. They were supposed to be up 25, 30 seats. They're up seven. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. up seven seats. And so they've just been losing, losing, losing. And so their only option at this point, because they still don't want to change, is to rig the rules, right? That's why you get all these gerrymandering things and voter suppression things is because they can win an election when people aren't allowed to participate or aren't allowed to participate fairly. But in a true fair election, they can't win anymore. They can't win anymore. And so now they're stuck with this group of some Republicans, because you can see in the Senate, the Senate has still functioned properly despite Republicans being there because at least they can vote on things that everyone agrees with, right? McConnell well, and also, can vote on things that everyone agrees yeah, with. In the Senate, there's only two senators per, per state. Right. So it's a lot less influenced by gerrymandering. It's it's a lot yes. more of a state. Well, there, there's no influence for oh, gerrymandering because yeah, it's a statewide yeah, election. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that's why you would see like governor governor's houses tend to be a lot more moderate depending on um, in most states right senators tend to be a lot more moderate the issue again is gonna is the house the reason why that's a problem though is because the senate is basically useless without the yes. house yeah, the Senate is basically. I mean, the Senate, the Senate shouldn't actually exist as it is, but that's a whole different discussion, because. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> all right, we do need a political podcast then, because yeah, I, the Senate yeah, is not representative I keep at all. Like telling the, y'all to do one, y'all the, don't I, listen. The idea that the senator for Wyoming, who represents six hundred thousand people, right, six hundred thousand people. Uh, or if that is probably less than that in, in the whole state of Wyoming has the same power as a senator from California who represents, I don't know, 20 million people. They have the same voting power. Their vote is worth the same in the Senate. And so it, and, and I mean, David, I mean, if you go back and read the Confederacy, uh, like the, the uh, um, articles of Confederacy, uh, the, the articles like articles they were of the creating the country. Yeah, yeah. They basically said they did this because they wanted to give power to, and it, they wanted to balance power with smaller, less powerful states. And it was like a whole slave thing because a lot of things go back to that. I mean, I, I would say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I would say, I think we, slavery was a big topic at the time, but also the people that did draft the, the um, did, 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 the people that did craft government, um, many of them were students of, of state craft, right? They, they, there was a yes. lot of thought that went into, this right and it was an argument between like federal power versus state powers i think yes. that outside of the slavery question having a senate because it was always there was always this question about how much democracy should we have right right so the the the, bi, the the bicameral or having a senate in a house a house being more representative of population and the senate being more a a a, a, a tool of federal power right i think plays an important part i could I, like it would be a lot worse i think if we didn't have the Senate composed the way it is well, today. No, well, honestly, right? no. If it, if the so if but here's the problem: you're considering considering gerrymandering. If we actually had a law in um, place, real quick, so I'm gonna edit this out real quick. Um, something you're something you're read. Uh, what are you guys reading? What are you watching? Um, uh, you want me to go first so y'all can you do your picks? Oh no, I have right here. Uh, so I'm going with my comic. I'm going with Captain America by J. Michael Straczynski. Issue one came out earlier last month. I want to say issue two should be coming out this week as we're recording. It's fucking phenomenal. Uh, I'm watching Roar. It's a show on Apple TV. My wife put me onto. There's this really mm. weird fucking episode where this woman starts dating a duck. It's fucking it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, it's it's wild. But the very first episode stars Issa Rae. She's um. A writer she wrote she wrote a book and she's going to try to have it published for a movie but the people who publish it are all white men and it's really black mirror-ish but it's fucking dope so the first first episode was was dope the second one was real sentimental the third one was wild as hell but it, it's uh, it's very black mirror-ish but it's also more like if black if black if black mirror was catered to women like the issues that women deal with it's like mm-hmm. that, but it's on Apple TV. I it's it's pretty fucking dope so far. Apple TV plus the best streaming service, in my opinion. I'm yeah. I'm coming to find I'm out that, that how true yeah. that is. I've had it for yeah. years and I've never watched anything on it until now. So yeah. oh also um, um old school old school pick sense eight. I cried every I cried at least once in, in every episode of Sense Eight. <laughs> yeah, that was just a very good show. Like yeah, that I was a very good show. That shit 
Every episode hit me right in my fucking heart, man. But yeah. Uh Harvey, what you got? Uh, I I my, what did I put on my list? You have you put... Black Panther and Gen V. Oh yeah. So the Black Panther book again, I think that's one of the books that keeps me overwhelmed, like keeps me overwhelmed other than underwhelmed. Um it's pretty cool seeing Black Panther. Actually, like I, I would even think Black Panther is the main character in the Black Panther book. Wakanda mm-hmm. is the main character in the Black Panther book, that's not just the, not the Wakanda that we're that man. Yeah, and and not the Wakanda we're used to. It's like mm-hmm. the, not even you know. It's like the regular people of Wakanda. Um, we we often see it as like this fantasy land where everything's great, but at the end of the day, these places are still built on the backs of individuals. Who have everyday lives who deal with all types of problems, and I think that just like us figuring that out, T'Challa's figuring that out for the first time, and it's it's very interesting seeing him deal with those problems. Um, and then, uh, so that's my recommendation: read that. And Gen V, um, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like I didn't think I I I didn't know what to think about this. To be honest with you, I I, I didn't think it would be as good as it is. Um, but just like the boys kind of um, just did something totally different with the superhero genre in comic books through the comic books, and they did that with the show. This is doing that for, like, teenage angsty movies and TV um, and mixing it up with soups, which is freaking awesome. It's such a good, it's such a good show. Gen, Gen V is if Marvel made a New Mutants TV show. That's what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm also going to say yeah. it like this to give Brandon his props after, like, the very first premiere the three episode premiere first thing you said was it's better than the boys he's right yeah i have you get no argument from me man like so far yeah. like not only is it better than a show so far it's better than a comic it's awesome i think yeah. every episode I i'm gripped yeah. 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 and you can see somebody's dick get blown up which is awesome oh fuck yes we did see that my recommendation is poison ivy uh Poison Ivy is essentially what if a supervillain was a like super progressive, but then they realize that like they're no, what if a supervillain is a leftist, like a leftist political person, super leftist, and they casually start to realize that like, yeah, I'm still very progressive, but some of some of these views I have are a bit unreasonable. Like that's essentially what that book is with Poison Ivy. So like she's still very progressive about her about the environment and things like that, but she's starting to realize like the consequences of her extreme like progressive views on the environment that and how they impact regular people and herself and her relationships. And so that's essentially what that book is. And so she kind of figures that out traveling across the country through things and dealing with shit from her past. I never thought I would see a Poison Ivy solo series. It was only supposed to be a six-issue miniseries, but it was so popular that they just turned it into an ongoing. It's on issue like 15 now because it was it was very good. So if you get a chance, check that out. It's worth reading. Uh, and then Loki has been excellent so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Loki... I think a lot of people have... I'm not like a lot of people who've hated all of the, Mar- the Disney Plus shows but a lot of people have had a lot of problems with a lot of them. But I, wanna, I think what I want to talk about that at some point too, because I really do feel like a lot of these people are saying that, like, oh, this stinks and this stinks. It's like, 
are y'all actually watching this? Or are you just going on there and saying some shit just because that's what everyone else is saying? I really want to have I've a seen, conversation about that. I've seen some of the issues, but I don't think nearly as strongly as other people. Like I've enjoyed pretty much most of the series. It's, but it's become Loki... political. It's it's become these shows have been not to like it, it's it's now it's like anything that shows any type of like inclusivity, even if it's not like in your face, there's always gonna be a group of people that are gonna say go woke, go broke, oh, they're ruining the things that we love because, you know, they want the woke virus, whatever, even if it's not, even if it's not even that, even if it's just compelling storytelling. So I think at this point now, just like in politics, you're always going to have a contingent of people that are going to hate these shows just because they feel like their team wants you to hate it. Yeah, so, and one of my, and I also want to make sure that I point this out too, that when, um, when people start talking about the movies and, and shit that they don't like, it's like, but y'all are still watching it. <laughs> like there was the um the Zeb Wells run of Amazing Spider-Man. I've enjoyed it every issue. I've loved every single issue that they've put out. And I'll stand by that. I will die on the hill that I enjoy it. And I people hate that shit. Yeah. And it's funny, all the people who are like, oh I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But hey, how many issues have you read? Oh, you read all of them. So you don't hate it that much. <laughs> like you know what I mean? You can get a synopsis online. Like, you know what I mean? I don't hate read shit. I don't hate listen to shit. And it's always the motherfuckers who have never created anything are always the one talking about how much they hate shit. Like, but things know? like Secret Invasion did have a huge drop in viewership. Um, Secret Invasion and... wasn't good. Like, you know what I mean? Sam Jackson was great. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? There were good parts of that. But that ending was the worst shit I've seen in a Marvel long project. Yeah, but what Marvel... Super underwhelming. What Loki has done which I think I think what happened was they started all these shows with uh, WandaVision. And WandaVision was so unique, right? It was such a unique idea. And it, it kind of birthed theory crafting, which I do enjoy, which I think does keep your audience. When your audience is invested and interested in what's going to happen next and your storytelling is not so predictable, that anything could happen next, right? It creates this environment for your audience where they're super invested, right? And so I think we started with WandaVision and that's been the, that's been what everyone's been trying to reach. And so a lot of these shows are more straightforward stories, uh, which are okay, but people have been grasping for WandaVision. And so what Loki season two, and Loki season one for most people, but really in season two, has brought back that mystery element, has brought back like, mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Like, I don't know where this story is going. I don't know what's actually going on with Kang. What's up with his variants? Where is Miss Menace? What What is the secret she's talking about? Like, these things that people want to talk about, and it's brought that back, which I think is great. And then you compound that with Marvel itself. And this is where I do give some of those people some validity. Marvel itself basically said they canceled, they didn't cancel Daredevil, but they stopped working on Daredevil because they basically said, like, it's horrible. <laughs> we can't, we can't, like, what we're doing is wrong. Like, they didn't even have showrunners. They didn't have yeah. showrunners. They were treating these things like movies. And so yeah. they were basically shooting six-hour movies and cutting it up, which is okay, but that doesn't really work for episodic television, generally, as far as, a, like, a creative structure. They're two different so them, They're two different platforms. They're two different, like, everything. Yeah. Movie that it's, it doesn't necessarily work like that. And to your point, WandaVision wasn't treated like WandaVision wasn't. Uh, Loki wasn't. Um, they Moon were Knight. Moon Werewolf Knight. by Night. Miss Marvel. 
She-Hulk. They weren't treated like movies. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Secret Invasion. Those were treated like, now that you're saying that, Brandon, it's all starting to click. I didn't like, Falcon and Winter Soldier was was cool. I enjoyed it. I'll probably never go back and watch it again. Mm-mm. But that was just, for me, it was just a six-episode movie. I don't, I'm not looking for a six-episode movie. I'm looking for a show. Yeah. So, yeah. I and so that's what they're trying to go back and redo. But Loki and WandaVision, I, and, and to me, and She-Hulk, were the most liked TV shows. My favorite Disney Plus series was Miss Marvel, but Miss Marvel really was a six, it was basically a six issue origin story yep. or a movie for Miss Marvel, right? So it still had that format of like a movie format, but I just really loved it. It was my favorite one. But the Loki and WandaVision were the two ones that felt like episodic TV shows that were building to a crescendo with points along the way that you are you want to you don't know what's happening in the next episode you don't know what's about to happen in the next episode it was broken up in a way like a tv show would whereas if you just cut up a movie you're going to cut at points that aren't that interesting like if i just if i break in a movie a three-act movie a movie's three acts if i turn a three-act movie into six episodes that means i'm cutting twice in each act so there's parts in each act where it's just not going to be that interesting or compelling and it because ends, it's part of an it, act. Yeah, yeah, and it ends yeah. so a lot of those episodes end up ending so abruptly. You're like, yo, yeah, uh, uh, oh, what's going just, on? Just so I can say this, I think the Kang timely or timey, whatever his name is, I think that's he who remains. A lot of people think that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just like, and the one that the part that got me about it was his speech pattern. It's very, they're very similar. Except he who remains had more confidence than timey or timely do. Like you know what I mean? I think that's for me. I think that's what it is. Um, I think that's a possibility. But after reading Timeless, um, it's there's also I don't want to spoil it to Omega because I know you haven't read it yet. But there's a there's another possibility as well. You know, I'll read it tonight and I'll come. Recon- yeah. I'll I'll get back to you. Uh, before we go, I just also want to mention that the Black Panther run that Javi was talking about is written by. Eve L. Ewing. Uh, it's super dope. Mm. It's five issues in. I highly recommend reading it. The comic book Brandon's talking about Poison Ivy is written by G. Willow Wilson, who is also the co-creator of Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. Also, the mm-hmm. Kamala Khan Miss Marvel comic book, two issues in, fan fucking fantastic. I can't wait to issue three. Um, that's what I got. Also, lastly, the word of the pod is... I just had it. I lost it. Oh, irrepressible. Irrepressible. Not able to be controlled or restrained. A great shout of irrepressible laughter. All right. I'm going to turn this over to y'all if you want to continue to have the conversation you guys were doing. I, yeah, I actually have to go because this is... <laughs> you know, um, I, I no, we're picking it back up. Yeah. But can we... can we, um, Brandon, can, can we like schedule a time? Yes. Um, because I definitely want like yeah, like we, we were getting to some real politics right there. I we're getting to y'all, y'all federal to power for state. Do this so. shit and just let me produce it. Um all right everyone. This has been the old excuse me, this has been the Ball Black Nurse Podcast. And as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. 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 Ball black. No! Ball black. Ball black. Ball black. Nerd. Ball black. Ball black. Black. Damn it, Wade!